It's recording a firework show. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Chew on This. This is Sandy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Bree. Hey, everyone. And today, let's just dive right into it. What, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of in a giggly mood when it's not really a giggly uh, topic, but... This week, for me, was kind of difficult in trying to process a post that I put on my Instagram stories. It said, pandemics are real, whether or not you know someone who is sick. White privilege is real, even if you don't feel it. Racism is real, even if you are not racist. Police brutality is real, even if the cop you know is kind. Your world is not the world. Everything is not about you. Mm-hmm. And so I had two of my white friends uh, respond to it saying that white privilege is not real. And I I think when I first saw it, I kind of felt numb and I didn't want to read the full message because you know how on Instagram or, or any sort of message you can preview it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll take a look at it later. And then when I finally did click on it, yeah, it was it was kind of difficult to process that, you know, these were two different friends that were saying this to me. And I really had to think about how I wanted to respond to them. But I did immediately ask them, like, why are you saying that, right? Uh, by the way, if you hear explosions in the background, it's because <laughs> it is after July 4th and our neighbors are still having fireworks go off so um, I hope that doesn't disrupt what we're trying to say here what we're chatting about so anyways yeah so I asked them like why are you saying that and then one of them was like by saying white privilege you're not you're saying that black people are less than and then he also said by saying this like it's creating division and yeah, and then I responded by saying, um, this word isn't trying to create equality, because I think that's what he, what they said. It assumes, so this is what they said, it assumes that every white person is privileged based on the color of their skin, and it tells people that they are inherently less important because they do not have privilege of a white person. And then I was like, I, it does assume that because yeah. it is true that yeah. every white person is privileged to be white. Mm-hmm. And then I said, why? The reasons are deeply rooted and can be listed. Um, but they also said, like, oh, it's creating division. And so I was like, well, this word isn't trying to bring people together. It's trying to spark conversations and uh, and awareness. So... It was just frustrating to know that this person who I admire and respect and I still admire and respect could not really understand what I was trying to say. And then they wanted to talk to me on the phone about it. And I was like, well, I'm not really ready for that. Like, first of all, you just said that you don't want to acknowledge this. And now you're not really understanding what I'm trying to say. Um, So... I I do hope to speak about it with them in the future, but not anytime soon. And the other one, interestingly enough, was like, while you're saying that white people have a privilege, 
a privilege is a right. So tell me what rights do white people have that other people don't have? And so what I said was, oh, a privilege is not a right to me. A right is something that everybody has. A right is um, the right to vote or I don't know. No, I forgot I know what, what I saying. said. Yeah. No, so, I get so, what you're saying. Uh, so rights are like foundational things that I guess maybe like the constitution mm-hmm. has and things like that. But a privilege is like having more than that. Mm-hmm. It's like having extra bonus. So I clarified that to them and and I never heard back from that person. So I don't know if they unfollowed me or they are hopefully thinking about it because I, I just... I went straight into listing like many examples because they were like, give, well, give me one example. And I was like, um, okay, let me, let me like write uh, in my notepad and, and really think about how I want to respond. And it was just, my mind was trying to compile all of these reasons. And I'm really happy that they asked me that because although I do know that it exists, although I do feel it. I don't think I ever really thought about putting it into words. Mm -hmm. And so this really forced me to do that and and really think about like, like, what is white privilege in society in our life? And one of them was like, when people reference minorities, you're really saying that everybody who isn't white. So being white is like, a privilege that you will never have to see yourself as a minority. You're the majority. Like, Mm -hmm. we are the minority. And we know that every single day. Yeah. That's a privilege. The census is happening right now, which is a survey, a national survey that's meant to count all of us. And... It's difficult. It's diff- I'm doing census outreach. It's difficult for people to answer. They're like, what do you mean my race? Because there's two, it breaks it up. It asks, what's your race? And the options are black, Asian, white, um, Pacific Islander, and other. I think those are the only yeah. races. And then after that, it asks you, is your ethnicity Hispanic or Latino? And then that's where you put yes or no. And I guess... That's where you identify yourself. But in terms for race, we're forced to select white. Like, oh, what do you mean? Like, can you explain that to me? Like, people are confused. People have to spend more time to try to figure out how to... It's supposed to be an easy 10-minute survey. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people who don't identify with this have to, are forced to identify as white. Yeah. I do also want to say that it's interesting because I'll... I'll I'll prepare taxes for people and then um, I do have to ask like a little survey at the end and one of the questions is like do you identify as Hispanic or Latino? Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is more like yes or no. Some people will answer one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting how they're like Latino, right? Yeah. Or Hispano or Hispana and it's like which one's the correct one? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I think I would use them interchangeably. Yeah. Like I would say, because it's usually grouped together. Like, are you Hispanic or or Latino or like something in that category? And I'd be like, yes. I think just these terms have kind of changed along the years. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure, but I do identify as 
Latina. I guess that's on me. Like, I guess not. I guess using them interchangeably or just... Well, for the most part, I don't really say... To be fair, I don't really use either one of those terms. I usually just go, I'm Mexican. Mm-hmm. I don't ever really say I'm Hispanic. But going back to what we were saying, yeah, like that... It was so frustrating when I filled out the census um, for us. and Or even like in school, like I'm thinking of like... Like, when they make you take, like, big tests or, like, stuff for school. I'm thinking, like, high school or or even, like, and you know, when it's, like, any sort of, like, official document or something and they ask you, can you please tell us your race? And it's always, yeah, it's always white or African-American or Pacific Islander. And I never know what to say. I genuinely do not know what I'm like, um, oh, well, I know not, I'm not black. Um, I know I'm not white, for sure. Um, and so I think for the most part, I usually do other. And then it goes like, please specify or whatever. Yeah. So, and then the following question is usually, oh, but are you Hispanic, Latino? Or, I mean, like, what am I going to put? Like, you know, Pacific Islander? Like, no. So like Native American or what? You know, like, I'm like. I, so I usually just wind up putting other, and, like, I never asked any of my friends or anything who were all, like, either Mexican or Latino. I never asked, like, hey, what do you put? Like, yeah, because I feel like at that age, you're just like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm just trying to, like, fill this out. Yeah. Like, I don't care. But, you know, now, I don't know, for me as a grown-up, these terms do matter and and you know depending on who you ask maybe you might even offend someone you know like Mm -hmm. um even just these two terms that are meant to identify us um whether we come from mexico or some other um latin american place it's such a long discussion right it's like who am i which option should i choose and yeah it's frustrating and Mm -hmm. to be a white person, all you have to do is check off white and you're done. It's always the first option. (laughs) Um, So that in itself is white privilege. I think for me, white privilege is just, you have a peace of mind. Having a peace of mind in, in everything. A lot of things, yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. And yeah, I mean, you and I were going over, you know, some examples as we were kind of trying to process, you know, you told me about this incident. And again, it was very overwhelming because it was like, well, where do I start in terms of makeup, which is, you know, one of like my just like a little hobby of mine. When I was first introduced to that, I one of the very prevalent topics that is constantly talked about is like, oh, well, I do like this foundation but it's only like seven shades or whatever and only one of them is made for a dark person and then the rest is like for light to medium skin tones and again there's a peace of mind where you don't even have to think about that you know you don't have to like worry as much as you know as a darker skin person having to be like and again some people could be like okay well it's just makeup you know but it's like as somebody who uses makeup to express myself, it just sucks that it's like, well, why do I even have to ask for that? You know, like, you know that um, darker people exist, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you know that they exist. So, like, why haven't you, like, just make it? You know, like, it's like like a basic thing that I think should be like, oh, well, we're going to make this foundation. Let's make, like, all-inclusive tones. So it's just like, 
it's very frustrating in that sense it's very frustrating again in terms of media in terms of what we see it's everywhere and somebody who is white to be telling you like it doesn't exist is so painful it's so painful that you cannot empathize and see what I'm trying to tell you mm-hmm. to see that you have not been inconvenienced yeah. because everything is catered towards you because yeah. you, you're always relevant. Mm-hmm. You always have a voice in everything. So yeah. And that, I mean, that's like barely scratching the surface again. We're not even talking about like, you know, having to worry about, like, police brutality or, you know, I mean, it's, I just think it's, like, obvious in terms of, um, you know, like, the communities that uh, minority people live in. It's just, it's just obvious. Again, and we're not saying, you know, one thing that we had mentioned is, or kind of how we tried to interpret what one of these people said is kind of dismissing, like, poor white people. Because, yes, I do think to an extent when you're talking about skin color, wealth is obviously, like, a factor in there. But, again, like we're saying, I just feel like it goes beyond that. It goes beyond, um, you know, not having a struggle in, in so many things, you know, where it's like, well, oh, why is there, like, no black Disney princess or whatever? There's, like, one, right? Um, that took years. Yeah. That took years. <laughs> Some of these things might seem trivial, but it's just, like, a basic thing well like why did it take so long and like why like it's just very obvious that you're more important kind of or that you're more like you're yeah. thought of all of the time yeah you're thought of all the time and I did also want to say like I stopped watching a YouTube channel which is called Bon Appetit and it comes from Bon Appetit magazine I love all of the chefs that are on there that do have either their own show uh, or maybe okay so this is the thing though not all of them have a show and the scandal that happened there was that a picture from I think it was 2011 or something like that of the editor-in-chief came out and he he had brown face on and this, this came out right when, you know, Black Lives Matter movement was, like, at its peak and still is peaking. And, and yeah, and he quit, like, the next day. Or the, I think he said an apology, but he still quit after that. I was shocked, and and all of the other fans were shocked, like, oh my gosh. But also, we were kind of happy because we never really liked him. <laughs> I never really liked him. I've only seen one video of him and I could not stand to watch the rest of the video before any of this happened. Like, mm. he just gave me, like, these vibes. Like, he's editor-in-chief, but he was, he didn't even know what he was doing. Like, in the cooking parts, like, mm-hmm. and I found out that he was actually editor-in-chief of GQ. Oh. So, I think that's why it became more trendy and, like, Um, more catered to like a younger millennial audience versus before I saw like an old video and it was very cheesy and just like you wouldn't spend your time watching it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's great. But the issue there after was that one of the chefs called Sola, who I believe is Indian, spoke out and said, by the way, like people, the people of color in this Uh, who work here at this magazine don't get paid for the videos that they come out in. 
and that was also shocking like what do you mean like sola like we all love her she's really great and she even mentions how she has 15 years experience and she was never compensated and it was just like frustrating disappointing hurtful and there was like i guess like kind of a bit of a boycott against the magazine and there were a couple of past staff members who also spoke out and one of them gave the example where she spoke to someone who was like an executive it could have been the editor-in-chief I can't remember who she spoke to but someone who was in charge of like publishing or like what to put out for the magazine and so she or she or they I don't remember were like well why don't we try to make recipes or include recipes that are more inclusive like why haven't we touched African cuisine and this person was like uh well you know like we people would find the recipes difficult or like the ingredients difficult and like um we're not gonna we're not gonna do that and besides we already have Priya who is another Indian chef who rarely appears also and it was just it was just so frustrating that they showed a clip where all the staff um current staff members were like at a uh like at a forum or like an interview kind of thing I'm not sure what it was and the editor-in-chief who quit was sitting next to Priya and so he kept calling her Sola and she's like you've called like she said it in a like joking kind of way but she was like you've literally called me sola three times already and he's like oh oh my god sorry priya you know and it's just like and that's your boss yeah so it was just like disappointing i still haven't seen any video but again just an example of you know people wanting people of color wanting to make it more inclusive and then the higher-ups saying no or like having reasons so so yeah I also want to point out like another example it's just so funny and frustrating that there was a novella called La Esclava Isaura and it was based on a white slave like, why was this story placed on on a white slave and not, like, a brown or black, you know, slave? Instead, it was, again, catered towards a white audience, like, you know, it... To make you feel, like, bad for her, like, the whole... Well, I mean, yeah. her story is already pretty tough in the in the story. It but, was tough. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, I just feel like it... It all goes back to this thing that you and I were talking about um, before, which is that white privilege is prevalent in so many other cultures. We watch novelas, or at least our parents do. It's uh, amusing how even there, it's just very obviously shown that if you're more fair-skinned, then you're more... Then you're on the show, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> then you're on I mean, the show. I mean, like, I just feel like there's never super dark brown Latino people on these novelas. It's always, like, a fair-skinned Latino person or, like, it's just, 
it's it's funny how you know if you if you really try to find it like I can't even think of an example then where I mean obviously there are some people who are like brown but but it's never like dark there of course there are lighter skin um latino people but there are also darker skinned people and and I just feel like I never even saw that growing up so yeah and I just feel like you know there was this novella and it was called Teresa and there was this um actress in it and she's like fair skin with dark hair and seen as you know like the most desirable woman I feel like it, in that novella that you're referring to you know Isaura the slave she she was also like fair skinned with a button nose and like rosy cheeks like it was just very at least I kind of always took it as like this is what's desirable like this is yeah because I think the story is also like the slave owner is into her at some point yeah everyone's into her like she's like known to be very beautiful yeah like this beautiful white slave um (laughs) and it's Um, you know it's it's (laughs) yeah it's very funny why couldn't it be a black brown person yeah and i actually found out that novela was brazilian oh so it was dubbed in spanish yeah oh. i don't i don't remember it's been a re- that novela is old yeah <laughs> yeah so that's the biggest thing that i think affected me this week and that i wanted to talk about today yeah and i just feel like well one attitude i kind of get when people you know, are taught when somebody brings up white privilege, and typically it is, you know, a white person in defense, kind of like, well, boohoo! If you were really resilient, then you would, you wouldn't let that stop you, kind of, or like dismissing this. At least that's kind of how I've seen it mm. um, portrayed a couple of times. Oh, you're like you just want to complain, um, and I feel like that's not the case. Like again, like I just feel like most of this stuff is. I mean, it's just the message that it's giving is quite clear, which is, again, yeah, like, we matter and you don't kind of, like, or, or this is what is idealized. Oh, the message yeah. that is, like, yeah, that like, white you know, does. again, like, yeah, even growing up, you know, like. The, the Barbies the, were all white. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just even that. <laughs> like, like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I told this person, and I don't know if I maybe upset them I I told them like how many more examples do you want me to give you because Mm -hmm. I I don't know how many more you want like I don't think I ever had a brown barbie or black barbie only as of late because only as of late yeah but like me growing up yeah and I was (laughs) considered gen z or whatever I don't know so gen z gen z generation z Oh, I'm like with Gen Z. Like I thought that was the Barbie's name or something. Oh. <laughs> like I was like, what are you talking? Gen about? Z <laughs> sounds like a sassy. I like that name. Um, but no, yeah. Again, I just feel like it's it's just like, well, why not? Kind of like that's just, like it's just like the obvious thing of you know. Exactly. I guess it, I just think it's sad if you take it as like us complaining or something. Again, it's like we exist, and I just think that that should be an obvious thing that this is you know. I, I exist. It's very frustrating, and I think, you know, one thing that I I also mentioned to you was that it was, like, this video that I had seen by this pretty popular anti-racist activist where 
is giving a lecture to a whole bunch of white people and the one question that she asks is if you had the the chance would you choose to be black like would you choose to be born black she's like raise your hand if you would want that and um nobody raises their hand and you know I just feel like it like that in itself and I feel like if you were to ask you know a lot of um people who are I mean that's specifically towards black people but just in general you know kind of like would you choose I guess another way you could ask that is like would you choose to be white and I feel like a lot of people would say yes um and you know and vice versa yeah like would you choose to be black and I feel like a lot of most people would say no and I think there's it's just obvious that there's so many reasons why you know why why would you not want to be black and it's like well because of how they're treated and how they are portrayed you know it's like there is just this general message of they are and I don't know like how else to even phrase it in, in any other way basically that that white privilege exists and that people don't want to acknowledge it <laughs> one of my friends was actually saying that he has a friend from Nigeria mm-hmm. and that as sad as this sounds like they're afraid also or they feel the same way about black people and they're black but like uh, like they have the same feelings of oh I'm kind of scared of them or like they seem like dangerous people and that it's because of the way the media portrays them Mm -hmm. and that's just so sad (laughs) like oh my god where is this coming from you know And, Mm -hmm. and why is it continuing it's it sucks. It's really, it's not good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that person ends up unfollowing me, like, I'm, I, I could care less. But yeah. What did you have on your mind for this week? Oh, oh so, um, one thing that has been bugging me that I have been telling you about is the fact that I keep having dreams about high school and about <laughs> high school people and about everything to do with that like I keep either dreaming I'm in high school or again somebody that I've only talked in high to in high school and besides that I never talked to them or just like oh everything everything to do with high school it's so annoying can I say that I opened up the web browser and like in the history it was like what do high school dreams mean or something <laughs> no, you like saw that. that. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's happening oh yet again. <laughs> it's, it's still happening. Sometimes this after... poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it means. <laughs> and just like clacking on the keyboard. Yeah. Oh my god. I just think because... <laughs> you know, usually like when I have a dream, I'm just kind of like, oh, that was kind of weird. But... But sometimes I will feel kind of curious, like, wow, that was very specific. What did that mean? But this has happened so many times over, like, the past couple months that I'm just like, okay, I need to find out what this means. Obviously, my brain is trying to tell me something, and it could be a number of things. But I saw this post by this page that I follow that is called Beyond the Interview, who I love. I feel like they're always posting, like insightful things or things that relate to me or I I just feel like they post really like good thought provoking posts about the variety of subjects yeah they'll they'll post like different things and so so the pictures on this post were about a twitter thread 
which was about tips for how to stop feeling embarrassed about everything that you said. And then they also include like an excerpt from a book that I, I don't know. I don't know what book this is actually, but as soon as I read it, I kind of felt like maybe that's what I've been feeling, I guess, mm. which was, um, so this is this excerpt from this book and it says, a lot of people move around in life chronically ashamed of how they look or how they feel or what they said or what they did. It's like a permanent adolescent concern. Adolescence is when you're permanently concerned about what other people think of you. And I was like, holy shit, is that what I've been experiencing? <laughs> so I guess it, you know, you and I had kind of already talked about, you know, maybe what these dreams meant. So it's, I guess it, it was just, a, li- a bit, it, it kind of further proved, again, that maybe that's not even what I was saying, but I felt like it was, again, I, I feel like this this annoying, constant need for validation, I guess, that I have, and and how frustrating, and I guess that's just something that I'm working on, which is always feeling embarrassed over something I've said, or like, not embarrassed, but like, constantly overthinking my life and like after like having a conversation with someone I'm like did I dismiss them too much you know was I too rude or did I say that okay and it's like yeah just constantly overthinking of like was I perfect in this conversation yeah will this person talk to me again (laughs) it's I think we already know why we Mm -hmm. feel the need for that and why we act that way, but it is frustrating. It's annoying more than anything to to feel that way. Yeah. I guess it's, like, a little frustrating that I keep dreaming about high school because I think of myself as, like, not that person anymore. I mean, obviously I am, but, like, I just think of so many dumb things that I did, and I'm like, I hope I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> You're not. Um, so, thank you. You're more mature than I am. Uh, no. You really fucking are. And so, um... She's really mature. No, my God, no. She's more mature than... (laughs) Anyways, in a good way. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's what I thought then. And then, like, and then now that I look back on it, I'm like, oh my God, you weren't. Like, you were still a stupid kid. Anyways, (laughs) whatever. But, I mean, who was it, right? But, like... And so I guess some tips that they gave on here was, uh, you know, like no amount of self-criticism can help the past, which is, again, just like, I feel like a constant reminder I need to tell myself (laughs) or, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, sometimes I I will think about like dumb things that I've done in the past and then be like, am I even a good person or whatever? And so like one of these kind of like helped I guess because it was like having anxiety and regrets shows that you're a good person I was like okay thank you sort of I mean obviously not totally but (laughs) but I feel like you know the fact that uh I try to care um helps I guess so so yeah yeah. I mean if you're constantly I mean yeah I mean one thing is to reflect on like did I offend in, like, this situation? It is really nice that you take extra time to think about those things. Maybe <laughs> no, too much time. Ridiculous. Um, And that's where it can be kind of not great, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not really helpful. Yeah, and, and I think I'm the same way, too. And it's something that I think this year and moving forward, I'm going to have to start to come to terms with. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's 
fine. Let yeah. it go. Like when you started saying this, I literally thought of something that happened two weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still not over uh-huh. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because um, it's still there. It's still with me. And I was having a Zoom hangout with one of my friends. I, I think I asked her like, oh, how are you doing? And she said something. And then I was, I started talking about myself. And then I was like, oh, well, to bring it back to you, like, sorry, I didn't mean to like talk about myself and like make mm-hmm. it about myself. And she's like, Brie, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, we're having a conversation. Yeah. It's okay. You're not uh-huh. like, you're really not making it about yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, sorry. I feel like I tend to do that sometimes. Uh, because it's true I do notice that sometimes I feel more talkative than usual and then I'll just make it about me and I feel really bad but yeah it's something that I guess we I don't know so how are you gonna fix it I don't know I think it's I think it's a bit difficult because I do also consider myself to I I do like that I can be thoughtful and I try not to be insensitive and, you know, I, I try to only show the other person what I would like to receive. You know, listen to me and care and, you know, and empathize. And so, you know, I try to do that in return. But I do feel like sometimes I will cross the border of being like, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Uh, you know, I blah, blah, blah. And, it, and they're like, it's totally fine. It's okay. You know, and I'm like, oh, no, please go ahead. Uh, you know, and it's like, chill. Yeah. And so like, for the most part, I'm like, calm down. Give yourself a break. I just needed that reminder. But yeah, but I, I really don't know. Ugh, those dreams, again, have been so annoying. They kind of have gone away. In the past like week, I don't think I've really dreamt about Oh, no, yeah, I think I did. It was a recent search. Yeah, okay. <laughs> from what I saw. Um, uh, well, it's been like a week. I don't know. I think it's it also has to do with me. I don't know. It's been It's been very frustrating trying to figure out what that means. Again, because I do feel like I did some dumb things in high school. And I'm like, just get over it. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's like you haven't forgiven yourself. Or, like, accepted it or, you know, maybe you haven't been thinking about it every day or whatever. But now that, you know, during this quarantine, you have more time with your thoughts and and time for reflection. This has kind of come up and there's something there or there's a few things there that you haven't really let go of and you haven't forgiven yourself. I feel like that might be it. You know, like something that you feel like shameful or something. Mm -hmm. Your mind just keeps going back to it because it's telling you like, look at this and Mm -hmm. really like analyze, I guess, what happened Mm -hmm. or like, or get over it, you know? Yeah. It it probably is the fact that, yeah, I don't feel like I've forgiven myself. And I think like a main overarching theme of these things that that bother me are the fact that I guess so I feel like there were so many situations in which I could have said or done things and in my mission to be very like complacent and um, non-confrontational a lot of the time I think that that in a lot of these cases I didn't really say things or do things that 
you know, I had the option to, but again, I did, I was just like, oh, well, like, I guess took the easier route. And I guess I maybe like the reason that I'm thinking about that then is maybe because I feel like I'm still not doing that today, maybe. Um, hmm. Yeah, even though I do feel like now I would be, you know, now that I think about the way, just so many things that, that I feel like opened my eyes and I'm like, oh my God, that was like misogyny. <laughs> like that was like, you know, like a little bit of bullying. Like, why didn't you? Um, so it's, I, I do feel like now I would say something, but even now I do feel like I tend to, I guess, not, not be as outspoken as I am like in my brain, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, um, Again, in my brain, I'm like, I have all these thoughts and all these passionate outbursts, but I feel like when I have like the chance to say something, I will kind of not really act upon those and and just kind of be more... Tone it down. Yeah, yeah tone it down. Again, I do feel like I, I do try to still put in like my voice, but I do, I wouldn't say I have like outbursts or something where sometimes I feel like outbursts are not you know like are human to get angry about something I feel like I can control myself a bit too much where I'm like dude like you should have gotten mad in that moment kind of like you had the right to get mad in that moment and you didn't so so I guess I will I will continue to work on that I have to say that you're okay (laughs) like (laughs) I what I mean by that is It took me a while to realize that we're okay and the reason why we behave in this way is because we've been groomed to Mm -hmm. not speak out, to be polite, to be considerate all the time, to be afraid. Um, You're okay. (laughs) And it's good that we recognize this and that we want to fight against, you know, like, what we feel is right Mm -hmm. and what we want to express. Yeah. But it can be hard and it's not your fault. You know, it's not our fault. It's, it's society's fault. (laughs) It's society's fault. But yeah, you're okay. And it's perfectly natural to feel this way. It's years and years of keeping us locked in. It's, frustrating to feel that way and I I don't know and I feel like even now like it's in this like hypersensitive world where it's like you know you don't want to offend anyone you know mm-hmm. you don't want to say anything like even just one word you know PC. Could, could offend yes very PC world so <laughs> it's it I feel like even then it's it's even trickier now uh, again, not saying like I'd say offensive things, but again, I do feel like it now, even now, it's more like cutthroat to say the right thing. So, yeah, I think I do reflect back every now and then, not so much high school, but you know, a relationship that started in high school and ended in like my adult years. It, I mean, after after it ended, where I would look back and be like, you know, I just kind of beat myself up, like, why did I allow that? Um, why didn't I speak up on these times? I don't remember if I necessarily dreamt about those things all the time, but I <laughs> certainly thought about it. So I hope with 
with this little therapy yeah. session we're having here yeah. um, that, you know, you're able to stop dreaming about high school. Uh, thank you for trying to heal me. Um, <laughs> trying to fix me. Uh, yeah. No, I just actually wanted awkward. a therapy session today. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just messing with you. But, um, but yeah, hopefully it does. I hope I get some sort of peace of mind because it's, again, it's been very, it's just weird. But in some cases, like again it's people I haven't thought of in forever so like why am I thinking about this person like I don't I don't know again very weird but um yeah so so I hope I hope it just teaches me not to do that anymore and again we're we're, we're in a fucking pandemic <laughs> okay like this is the time where we're reflecting not much is happening and this is where like you know maybe we can tackle some of these things that have managed to still stay within our subconscious mind i guess you know yeah this is the time like you gotta you gotta tackle it right now yeah tonight as you get in (laughs) you're in your sheets (laughs) i mean i think with that we pretty much end up we end this this episode. I was gonna say this season. <laughs> we we end this episode. Thank you for listening to our thoughts, and I think this was a vulnerable episode, and I appreciate it. And I'm happy that we're able to speak freely about these things. And I don't know, maybe something that others can relate to or not. It's fine. But yeah, that concludes the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us again this week. Thank you for listening. And (laughs) if you are an overthinker like me, give yourself a break. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Um, I mean, a little bit of overthinking, I guess, is okay. But (laughs) but don't go crazy like me. (laughs) But we're... We're just trying to be good people. That's all we can do. So I, I hope love that. I hope you guys uh, have a nice week, and we'll see you. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs>